welcome to Best Fit Careers with your host Saurabh Nanda, your podcast for all the information that you need to solve your career and education queries. If you are an Indian student, or for that matter, an Asian student, test prep is very synonymous with your life. Some might argue that most of your high school life is dedicated to tests. At school level, national level, entrance examinations for the various programs of various universities in India and abroad. But surprisingly, schools do not prepare us for the entrance exams. In fact, there is so much disconnect in the school ecosystem and the university admissions ecosystem that certain universities will not recognize or evaluate your school performance just because you are from a different education board or some other technical reason. So how do we make sense of all this? In this episode, I am going to discuss the fine details of what test prep means, especially in India, how to identify the test prep which suits your future career pathway and how to succeed. I am joined by my long-term peer and friend and someone I admire wholeheartedly, Mr. Binith Patak. Binith has been a mentor to 10,000 plus high school and university students, preparing them for engineering, medicine, law, management, media studies, hospitality management, liberal arts and economics for the last 10 years. By taking test prep classes for math, logical reasoning, general knowledge, current affairs, interview prep and also taking seminars and webinars in schools and universities all across India. He is an engineer from BIT Ranchi and an MBA from KJ Sumaya in Mumbai. In the previous episodes, we discussed about how to plan your high school life and tackle the college applications process. I had invited Jhalak to discuss that further with me. This particular episode continues that conversation into the very tangible as, as most people like to call it, the tangible aspect of high school life, which is academics, preparing for your class 11 and 12 examinations, and preparing for entrance tests required to get admissions in various universities and programs in India. This is going to be a long episode, so I would not be taking any listener questions, but trust me, your time invested in this episode will be rewarded with a highly useful conversation. Hi, Beneath, how are you? So I'm good. I'm good, Saraf. So I hope you are also doing well. Doing well, doing well. Thank you so much. Um, Beneath, let me just start this uh, conversation by asking you, you know, that very important question. How did you get into mentorship? I have shared my story many times on my podcast, but I want others to know that there are wonderful mentors out there who have not really show, shared their story yet. So please do so. So Saraf, that's a question for which I have a very long set of answers, you know. Uh, it's a very long answer, but still, uh, cutting long story short. So, getting into mentorship uh, was a beautiful accident, you know, that happened. And that's the way I got into this. So, uh, uh, before that, uh, I would like to share that, you know, I did my, uh, after 12th, I did my engineering from Bits Ranchi. And uh, I never had plans to get into uh, mentoring at that point in time because, you know, I was you know, very comfortably placed with, you know, uh, TCS and I was enjoying my life over there, right? My, uh, you know, uh, training was in Tiruvannathpuram and it was a four months of, I would say, beautiful, you know, holiday along with, you know, some training uh, programs out there with TCS. Uh, you know, uh, subsequently, you know, that it was a fashion to do MBA as well. So, you know, I spent one, one and a half year with TCS. I, after that, you know, I did my MBA uh, from KJ Somaya. Mumbai and uh, I had also that great experience to uh, you know intern and work with Coca-Cola as well right after that uh, to you know coming back to this question that how I got into mentor mentorship and you know this uh, education sector so uh, to be very honest let me tell you my first love was infrastructure so I was here in Delhi and uh, you know I was exploring uh, avenues and opportunity with the infrastructure infrastructure right so you know i used to get into the you know the building of nhai national highway authority of india limited in dwarka and i was exploring that whether i can try my luck in infrastructure sector 
not necessarily not primarily in building roads and highways and you know buildings but i was looking for small opportunity as in you know i can i get some maintenance related project uh, with the nhgi and or so on now in order to sustain myself over here in delhi i had to you know obviously do some work that's so that's the that's the you know most crucial part and that's the most honest part as well i will be very honest in this so i took up a i would say assignment with an uh, education company very renowned education company at that point in time and i was uh, taking care of the marketing part now as you are well aware because you have also been a part of education sector you are a part of in, in the, you know integral part of education domain so you know even if you are doing marketing in the education sector you have to have some knowledge uh, about that particular sector not particular you know necessarily only knowledge about that sector but also you know it also depends that that you know what kind of target audience you are interacting with suppose you are interacting with science student you have to have some science related knowledge if you are talking to commerce student you need to have some knowledge about economy about the you know job opportunities in the commerce sector and so on and uh, you know so i interacted with various diverse set of students including the students from upsc who were you know appearing for upsc and thankfully i used to you know uh, read so many articles and so many government policies like nha policy bot model built operate and transfer model dbfot model design built operate finance and transfer model about the highways about the various government schemes so it was easy for me to talk to the upsc aspirants as well they used to connect with me okay sir whatever sir is you know talking so we we read those things in textbooks and newspapers and uh, frontline magazine and chronicle and all those things so that's how my journey started so i my, my journey started in order to sustain myself but i started enjoying it you know i just started you know enjoying talking to students mentoring them you know uh, giving them you know proper guidance and all those things and uh, that journey still continues i'm here and and i I've, i've been working in this sector for the last 10 years and i'm enjoying it thoroughly right so uh, and in let me also tell you let me also uh, uh you know i would say appreciate and admit this on this platform that i have grown like anything i have grown multifold in terms of intellect in terms of knowledge in terms of experience and in terms of learning in these last 10 years uh generally people say sir uh, you have taught us so many things uh, i have learned a lot out of you people tell this to me but i never tell them on their face but i always remind this to myself that more than you guys i have learned a lot from you people right <laughs> by mentoring you people so it's a wonderful experience and that's how i'm here so i wow. this is a documentary that is amazing sir because there are so many similar threads i mean <laughs> um i think a majority of people who um enter the indian education private education space uh, especially test prep and all um a lot of them actually do this because not it is their primary aim but uh, in order to you know uh, achieve some secondary aim for you it was sustaining yourself while you were pursuing your dream of working with the infra uh, sector uh, for me it was i wanted to get into psychometric assessments uh, and help students and i knew that there was not enough uh, market in india or not enough uh, money in that particular area within education to sustain myself so i had to get into test prep i had to get into career consulting at the same time and and that is so similar uh, for us in that respect and you're so uh, right when you say that you know you've grown so much you've uh, understood so much you've absorbed so much um last year when we were having a conversation about the knowledge economy and you know why indians are not really uh, that thorough with their knowledge anymore and what should be done it was fascinating to know that you have read the scriptures you have understood uh, astrology as a science you have understood the constitution of india you have understood uh, you know the law prep at the same time you also teach higher uh, you know 11th and 12th grade maths to a lot of students that is amazing for uh, somebody uh, who's uh, you know just entered the education industry to sustain himself <laughs> yeah sure and and you know one fine day you know you know one week back i was just contemplating and i was thinking ki whether if i would have been into other sector right per se infra or in any other sector technology sector would i have grown this much because this is the this is the domain or this is the sector which is allowing me to read or study or basically analyze so many things at one time right name any sector right government policies or or infrastructure or you talk about technology artificial intelligence deep learning machine learning law management commerce ca actuarial science right engineering medical just name any sector 
name any particular domain and this particular education sector allows you to explore and grow yourself in that particular domain i don't so, think so any other sector would have allowed me to gain so much of knowledge or would have you know allowed me to you know grow so much as a person so you know that's the reason i have special uh, i would say love and respect for this particular sector right so this You're is absolutely right in fact in in the mentorship model that we follow also <clears throat> sorry <clears throat> in the mentorship model that we follow for high school students and college students um i i regularly give them uh, you know uh, research projects on uh, genetic engineering uh, developing rovers developing drones uh, then uh, going into policy research uh, going into menstrual hygiene going into the development sector uh, what is the uh, ad revenue uh, model uh, for most of the companies now how has it changed after the pandemic uh, what is the uh, i mean it, there are so many threads i am able to explore with students it is because of the students that we are able to gain more knowledge and actually explore all these areas at the same time i think it's important for curious people like you and i to get into the education sector and make it better <laughs> yeah, sure sir. and and let me just remind you uh, like you know uh, you only shared with me uh, while you were in japan doing your you know a uh, special course out there so you mentioned uh, about the you know uh, sustainable development goals and you missed one point which you have done you know uh, uh, your research upon that in that particular field it was about the you know climate change as well right and i was very much fascinated by your views uh, at that point in time that uh, you told this to me ki sir we actually uh, we need we actually need to do something about this you know climate change and all these things so see i mean although we are into this particular sector we are touching upon so many so much of things like sustainable development goals and as you mentioned so many other domains right i don't think so any other sector would allow us to you know uh, have such a diverse views and experience right like education sector is providing us you're so right sir i i, I believe so too i think there are maybe a handful of other sectors which are able to uh, give this much breadth Uh, to the level of knowledge that you can accumulate and talking about the sdgs i'm so uh, proud that uh, one of our students uh, he recently made a comic strip um, on uh, what happened in vancouver uh, earlier this year during the summer when you know a lot of uh, deaths happened because of the heat wave the sudden heat wave he made a comic strip on that and it was actually recognized by a lot of media as well so uh, climate change at least uh, we are trying to contribute in that aspect so i'm really happy for that <laughs> great sir so that, that that's the mentoring experience sir that's the mentoring experience students are learning a lot out of it right so that is Amazing. making this this domain very you know special right sir i think we'll keep on talking about these things because that is uh, how our conversations usually go we we design a conversation around 15 minutes then they end up in 1.5 hours so what we're going to do is <laughs> we are going to limit ourselves today and we are going to talk about the questions uh, related to test prep in uh, india and abroad especially after high school uh, mm-hmm. so let me just begin um benit sir what do you think how many different test prep or uh, how many different entrance examinations are there for which we need to do test prep sure so uh sir uh, i would like to uh, uh bring in you know uh, the concept of uh, new education policy as well in this right but before i go to the new education policy now uh, just to answer this question that how many ed- exams we have uh, after the uh, class 12th or you know in the test prep ug test prep industry we have bunch of examinations to name few we have you know primarily starting with science student because they are the most burdened ones right because uh once they come to class 11th on the basis of class 10th mark generally a science student thinks that i'm too good right even the parents think that, that my kid is very very good he's meant to get into iits and iits triple iits bits and so on although many student they go into these prestigious institutions so basically to name few first is jay mains followed by you know after that you know uh, top 2 lakh students or more than 2 lakh students they write the jay advance as well uh so j means j advance second is neat examination right uh, the medical examination that is also a very prestigious examination although you know i do have my reservations uh, certain reservations on this because we have approximately 83000 total mbbs seats in india but uh, you know i really find that top 25000 or top 30000 other number of seats where it is worth going right so we have j examination engineering examination we have medical examination then we have you know uh, examination pertaining to management right we have uh, ca courses right for four and a half years if you give it in one go at least it will take four and a half years to you know do your ca we have cs courses 
we have law courses right law examination management examination psychology examination design examination we have examination pertaining to you know economics honors we have examination pertaining to uh, you know uh, i would say bcom honors and uh, you know recently it's a wonderful you know thing to share with you this you know on this platform that we do have now you know examinations pertaining to management for five year integrated program as well that's something which is very unique and very new to our country as well right we have bunch of examination we have again examination pertaining to bca we have examination pertaining to bba we have exams of biotechnology so you know i can just keep on adding in the list there are so many examinations but uh, you know there are certain five six examination which i actually believe are the most crucial examinations like some of the examinations in uh, engineering and some of the examination pertaining to aptitude examination uh, which ask which is asked in the management field or law field psychology design and so on right so various examinations right wow this this seems like as diverse as our country uh, you know having so many exams for uh, each of the test do you really think sir this is this is a sustainable model i mean just just uh, going off tangent again but anyways way do you really think it's good to have so many entrance examinations every university has its own every field has its own do you think it's it's a good practice so that's a very tricky question you know i mean because <laughs> you know if i uh, honestly reply to this to this question i would say you know some some policy makers would not be very happy right but uh, you know uh, let me uh, uh, reiterate this thing to you because you know let me bring in that new education policy into picture so uh, currently if i say very you know nice in terms of very nice sense if i say that you know we are following the education system of 1986 right at that point of time you know rajiv gandhi was the prime minister under his cabinet pv narsimha rao was the hrd minister who brought in this policy of 1986 education policy it was modified in the year, in the year 1992 the same year when pv narsimha rao became the prime minister so in 86 he introduced this new education policy as an hrd minister and 1992 he was the prime minister there were certain modifications now since then right we are carrying the baggage of that policy so in 2020 2021 we are actually you know following that modified education policy now sir i will be asking you this question if i ask you this question that in the year 1986 the society was entirely different the economy was different our gdp growth rate was entirely different the technology there was you know absolutely very you know no technology like today we have no internet no computer no laptop no mobile phones right no ai no machine learning no deep learning so the society was different the technology was different the economy was different social setup was different right in the year 1986 in the year 2020 21 right we are actually interacting via this online platform we have zoom platform we have this particular platform on which we are talking right we have microsoft teams we have google meets right we have cisco webex right these are the platforms right even because of this though pandemic this erupted but still the classes is happening on time the exam is happening on time people are able to exchange the academic notes it's all because of technology as you mentioned you know just you know 5 minutes back that you you were mentoring students in the how to use technology in drones sustainability development goals right we are using a lot of technology economy has changed right now we are around you know 2.5 trillion dollar economy right the social setup has changed right everything you know the you know social behavior has changed the social perception has changed changed So 1986, the society was entirely different. 2021, it is entirely different. But we are actually carrying the baggage of same old education policy. And let me tell you, this is not sustainable. This is not at all sustainable. It was long time due, right, to change this policy. It would have been changed 15 years back. But as we say in Hindi, Hindi there is durustai. At least thanks to you know the the you know. Uh, person actually you know even the upa government took initiative to you know change certain policies but thanks to k kasturi rangan sahab who was the you know chairman of this committee which headed the new education policy or new education policy draft and uh, thankfully they have made certain changes second second certain recommendations in the new education policy nep right like four years of graduation du has introduced it introduced it just now we have you know common entrance examination like cu cet which which is picking up and we are expecting cucet to happen for all the 54 central universities if not 54 central universities at least 35 to 40 central universities next year right 
we have uh, now there will be multidisciplinary course critical thinking would be there right foreign language would be introduced at class 8th level right we have you know mphil is scrapped we have a timeline decided for phd right now these are some certain, certain reforms which, which was much needed and thankfully which we are actually going to implement this i do not know when the government is going to pass this bill, uh, draft in the lok sabha and rajya sabha and when this is this particular bill is going to see the light of the day i do not know that might be in 2023 2024 that's that's a thing which can be debated but it was this policy draft was long time due now coming back to your question ki do you think that this is a sustainable having so many examination is a sustainable thing no this is not sustainable not at all sustainable and why i am saying this because this is pretty much evident in the new education policy that after class 12th right bearing some examination like engineering and you know law examination we are going to have common entrance examination and even in this law and engineering examination we might witness in the days to come one small paper on aptitude because that would be common for everybody right so every university is conducting its own examination every university has its own criteria of taking admission right even the private university is conducting their own examination government university is conducting their own examination that's the reason in the western countries we always say about india that india is less of an education system and more of an exam system you know we have lots and lots of examination and not just in entrance examination in universities but look at the school level as well there are four examinations in just class 11th when you are in 11th you are appearing for four examination four five examination in class 12th you are writing pre boards time and again this this time again we are having board examination in two phases right one in one in december starting from 1st of december and uh, another phase in you know march so what's the use of writing so many examination and also also let me tell you one more point why it is not sustainable it is not sustainable sustainable because you know we do not have any standardization model across the boards we do not have any uniformity across the boards to you know give you some data let me tell you that uh, last year uh, approximately 12.5 lakh students appeared in the cbsc board examination across india right out of which the pass percentage was 88.5 36% right 88% student passed this year board examination did not happen right 13.04 lakh students were eligible to write the board examination this year and 12.96 lakh students out of 13.04 lakh students they passed the examination means the pass percentage was 19 99.37% this is for cbse i am giving you the data for icse the pass percentage 99.75% right and let me also give you the data why it is not sustainable these examinations or you know the boards exam board examination or board marks why is it not sustainable because last year out of 12.5 lakh student we had 1.5 lakh student who scored more than 90% marks this year we have 2.21 lakh student who scored more than 90% marks now i i always ask this to people is that a joke out of 30 lakh people almost 2.21 lakh people yani quarter 2.25 lakh people you can say that sawa 2 lakh are scoring 90% now what is the sanctity of the examination then exactly exactly sir in fact not only that i mean uh, you're so right about pointing this out there are so many ramifications of such a result um a obviously as you pointed out that is it is it really possible to have you know so many students scoring more than that secondly uh, let's say somebody like i saw so many students getting 99% right so what is the importance left of those who scored 93% right what is what is the base for that uh, as i i keep on repeating that in the indian education system there is no reference for success you can score as much as you want there is still no certainty that you will get to the place that you wanted to go to Yes, why sure, because sure. of these things in fact now foreign universities uh, the study abroad uh, situation is such that they have been observing okay fine a lot of indian students are just scoring 99% marks so how mm. do we you know really gauge their true aptitude their true uh, success what exactly happened so they are focusing more on the examinations which happened before pandemic so what was your score in 9th grade what was your right. score in 11th grade because they want to judge you based on that now so mm. everyone is just trying to grapple with this stupid uh, stupid situation where wherein we have created we have misused and abused and overused a system which was created to form merit but now it is created to form supposed success supposed success on paper this success might not translate into your real life and that is a danger that we are playing with today
absolutely sir absolutely and just add to your point like i i, I you spoke about ramification i i gave you the data for 90% plus let me just you know give you give me one minute and let me just continue with the stats sir let me tell you this the number of students scoring 95% and above last year was uh, you know uh, uh, around uh, 38000 38000 students in cbse scored more than uh, you know 95% marks this year the number is 70004 you know the total number of seats in delhi university is 70000 right and alone in cbse the number of students scoring 95% plus is 70004 right just forget about icsc even you know there are hundreds of students in you know kerala board andhra board karnataka board you know tamil nadu board who are getting 100 perfect marks in their board examinations and the the thing which is you know ramifications you talked about the thing which is making it more scary is that you know in some prestigious college in delhi university i don't want to name that college they had 30 seats for a particular course right 36 for a particular course but they have given 120 admissions again those 30 courses because everybody was having perfect marks their first list cutoff was 100 percent and what is 120 students applied for that course they had perfect marks you know 100 percent marks on what basis are you going to re reject those students right for nine courses in the first is the perf you know perfect score was needed the cutoff was 100 percent last year 5500 students applied for delhi university they had 100 percent marks in best of four this year 9200 students applying for delhi university had 100 percent marks in best of four now on what basis are you going to reject those students and you look at the colleges like hindu ramjas and other colleges right? they are actually you know giving double or triple admissions against their limited number of seats now let me ask you one question Swarov sir this was the cutoff for 2021, right? I mean, 100% I mean cutoff, 100% marks is the cutoff across colleges. Now, if I ask you that if this trend continues, what is the cutoff going to be in 2022? Or for that matter, let me take it further. What is cutoff going to be in 2025? <laughs> <laughs> I have an answer for that. You know what? A few years ago, for, for the first, I think it was 2018, if I'm not mistaken, for the first time, uh, Delhi University, North Campus Colleges especially, had a cutoff of more than 100%. 100.75 for certain courses like BCom honors and economic honors. And uh, you and I both have studied maths. So on paper, it just sounds ridiculous. And But once you get into it, you see there are not only people who are applying with 100% scores, some of them actually get advantage because of certain reasons, uh, to, so that which actually increases their marks more than 100%. You are going for a higher education institution where they can't even do simple math. I don't understand what we are going to do with the future. <laughs> and that, that, that's the reason. Absolutely. Whatever you said, sir, that's pretty much evident. And we are actually, you know, seeing this, right? And that's the reason. I mean, if I know, this is a simple mathematics, sir. I mean, uh, against 30 seats, you are giving admission to 120 people. And this is not sustainable. You can sustain for one year, two year, but you, you cannot sustain for next five years or eight years. Now, this is a simple mathematics that I understand, this is a simple mathematics, you understand, right? That this is a sustainable model. Now, I believe that the experts in the government of India, Ministry of Education or UGC, they are much more wiser than what we are, right? So now, that's the reason they have also, you know, acknowledged this, that this is not a sustainable model. Giving admission on the basis of class 12th marks is not a sustainable model. And that brings into picture the CUCET, Central University Common Entrance Test, because now, because that's a very standardized version. It will be having 100 questions, right? And for non-core examination, 100 questions, what, what will be they be asking? They will be asking aptitude, mathematics, logical reasoning, general knowledge, current affairs, and, you know, English, right? And th those 100 questions would be common across the, you know, all the board students, whether you belong to ICC board, CBC board, international board, state board, doesn't matter, right? So you'll be, you shall be appearing for examination where those 100 questions would be common across the boards. That is more standardized. That is more, 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 you know, I would say uniform. And probably government of India has also recognized this. That it's high time now. Class 12th giving admission on the basis of class 12th board marks is not at all sustainable. We cannot sustain for long term. And that brings into picture the CUCET. And everybody is looking, you know, very hopefully looking at CUCET probably next year or, you know. And, and that, is, that is what the government is also saying. It wanted to conduct that examination in 2021 itself. Because of the second wave, it got postponed and government has given an official notification, right, that we are going to conduct the CUCET 
in 2022. Now, it's a matter of time. Let's see how many you know, universities are going to participate. So it was actually a very talk, very you know, hot talk in, in the circles of Delhi that you also might become a part of CUCT next year. Now, the weightage has to be decided by the government of India and UGC, right? That how much weightage should be given to the boards, how much weightage should be given, given to CUCT. Some are saying that give 50-50% weightage. Some scholars are saying that giving gives 70% weightage to CUCT and 30% to the boards because CUCT is more standardized. There are certain group of professors, they are saying give 75% weightage to CUCT and 25% to the boards. Now, government of India is also thinking very diligently that what to do. If I increase the weightage of the boards uh, and, you know, less weightage to CUCT, that will be injustice. If I give 70% weightage to the boards and 70% uh, weightage to CUCT and 30% to the boards, then what will happen to the school education, right? Because there are more, th more than 9,000 schools affiliated to CBSC. Student will not take the school education seriously. He or she will think that ultimately my destiny is, destiny is aptitude. Right, so it's 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 it needs this to is, be one. And this is this is exactly what happens with most of the JE and NEET aspirants because they don't even consider school education uh, necessary. Mm -hmm. That is why there is an entire shadow uh, system mm -hmm. of education, as as is told by one of my very dear friends who's working for the Danish embassy. Now he did a PhD on IIT <laughs> IITNs in India, and mm -hmm. uh, he he you know compared IIT Delhi with JNU and all these things. He, he used to call this system the shadow education system of India, <laughs> and I said no no my friend, it is not in the shadows. It is very much in the open the schools might be in the shadow but this is not in the shadows <laughs> and sir i mean to give you example like you know quota factory is the classic example sir school has absolutely no relevance in that i mean so that's the thing uh, but uh, anyway sir a quick commercial break before we continue confused about your career and education journey after high school get yourself assessed from sn mentors at sn mentoring we assess all the aspects of your profile including your personality, aptitude, interests, education and work experience background. We use our unique personal factor assessment to help you find your best fit career pathway. This assessment will answer all your queries and provide you a clear pathway ahead. At SN Mentoring, all our clients become our friends for life. So join our community. Sir, bringing back uh, the conversation on track, because again, you know, uh, we will just go on. Otherwise, um, you talked about CUCET being a good solution to this, right? And hopefully it will be a good solution. I think it will take a couple of years for adjustments to uh, see what really comes out. But then CUCET is based on an aptitude test. Mm -hmm. Not really a knowledge-based hmm. test. Not uh, so. Let's let's define that first because I have a bunch of questions uh, related to this. Now, uh, first of all, please mention some knowledge-based tests uh, which are out there in India today. Sir, uh, you know, classic example for knowledge-based test is JEE, right? Because ultimately, uh, see, sir, there is a difference, basic fundamental difference between aptitude test and the knowledge-based test. For aptitude test. Uh, you know, you just, you have to prepare it and you have to prepare it with your, you know, using your common sense more, right? Because you don't need to, you know, uh, uh, I would say burden yourself with so much of data, derivations, numbers and all those things, right? Just use your common sense, which you're doing, doing in day-to-day -day life and that's all, right? Uh, and, you know, aptitude test has certain, you know, motives as well, right? Certain motives, you know, you know uh, through aptitude test, you can survive well in this society. You can handle people well, right? You can communicate well, right? You can do your day-to-day -day calculations on day-to-day integrities pretty well, right? Uh, I mean, you can run an organization well, right? That's the thing. You, you, you are not required to be specialized, right? But in knowledge-based tests, for example, you are studying, you know, mathematics, you know, absolutely you cannot get into or you cannot get, uh, you know, hold of integration, differentiation with just common sense. You have to know the, you know, fundamentals when it comes to limits, continuity, when it comes to, you know, differentiability, hyperbola, parabola, ellipse, calculus. In the physics, you need to work upon, you know, light, v, heat, wave, kinematics, mechanics. So these actually are very knowledge-based examination, knowledge-based contents, I would say, right? You just cannot understand about the centripetal force and centrifugal force by without putting much of effort right you need to know the science behind the centripetal centripetal force right you need to know the entire rotational dynamics and that's the reason the knowledge based examination like je and neat they actually require a lot of time at least one one and a half years or two years of time for complete preparation on the contrary 
the IQ based examination or the common sense based examination like aptitude, it, it would not require more than five months or six months of preparation. Right. So that's the basic yeah. difference uh, which I find in this. You do not need to sit and, you know, memorize the chemical formula for certain compounds, chemical formula for inorganic chemistry, organic chemistry, and, you know, uh, aldehyde, ketones, benzene structure, uh, ethanol, methanol, ethene, triple bond, covalent bond, ionic bond. You're not supposed to do these things in aptitude. It's simple, plain, crisp thing, common sense, whether maths, yeah. English, GK, logical reasoning, and so on. Right. This is the basic difference which I find. Right. Very, very rightly said. So let me just actually clarify this for the listeners. A few things over here. When we talk about aptitude test, we are, uh, when we talk about aptitude, actually, we're not talking about the psychological aptitude or how aptitude is defined in psychology. Aptitude is the natural talent that you get from your parents. That is how psychology defines aptitude. The aptitude that we are talking about is more of scholastic aptitude, wherein you are able to solve simple math problems, logical reasoning problems, simple English language based questions, um, simple reading comprehension a um, little bit of grammatical uh, mistakes as well at the same time critical reasoning and let me also reiterate that most of the future or 21st century skills as mentioned by Harvard or McKinsey World Economic Forum PricewaterhouseCoopers even national education policy uh, of 2020 in India they all mention critical reasoning as and communication skills as very important which brings me to my next uh, part which i wanted to clarify uh, knowledge based tests on the other hand are based on heavy preparation of subjects like as beneath sir mentioned mathematics higher mathematics which includes calculus and 3d geometry and whatnot uh, and physics chemistry biology you have to learn a lot about the anatomy of human body animals plants cells microbiology and so on and so forth now these are uh, the major uh, knowledge based tests or the curriculum for knowledge major knowledge based tests in india there is another uh, type of test sir which is um, a different kind of aptitude which is called the design aptitude uh, let's let's talk about that a little bit uh, there are so many design courses and so many design tests related to that sir sure sir i mean uh, the primary uh, primarily the design related course or design related examination that comes to my mind is architecture Right, which we offer uh, through J Mains itself. Right, architecture is one of the design-related course. And you know, uh, let me tell you, sir, uh, in terms of industrial production or infrastructure development, architecture and bachelor of planning is 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 pretty much into demand. So uh, we cannot get away with you know with uh, you know we cannot do away without you know architecture if we are actually uh, designing a road or a building or a highway or some industrial design or product design. Right, which is also also offered by NID National Institute of Design. Right, so it's it's pretty much into you know demand. Also, apart from that, we we do have you know certain things in fashion designing. As you know, India is the biggest textile market in the world. We do have new new startups coming like Niaka. We have you know different startups in the you know uh, this uh, apparel brand textile you know sector and all those things. So design as a course has evolved you know in the last ten years like anything. Ten years back, right. When we are, we were not too much into manufacturing. We, you know, the services sector, which is primarily IT, which dominated the economy, right? Ten or fifteen years back, design was, you know, not much into demand. I would, I'm not saying I'm not demeaning demand, uh, design, but I'm just saying that it was not well recognized in our society. But in the last ten years, uh, as a result of, uh, you know, boost in manufacturing, industrial production, uh, new startups, tech-related startups, right? This design-related uh, course has, you know, picked up like anything. And uh, I sincerely believe that in the next decade, when, you know, robotics, when, you know, artificial intelligence, deep learning, machine learning, you know, the crafts and arts in the villages of India, right, the, you know, apparel designing, the footwear designing, right, the industrial designing, the, the momentum with which they are actually picking up and growing, right, this design-related course is going to multiply, you know, many fold times and it is going to see so much of employment opportunities in the days to come right so we have so much of you know opportunities in this particular sector so what is required for these entrance examinations through such design courses sir sir uh, simple sir design aptitude that is a, that is the thing if you look at the you know j mains like brk examination right they do ask aptitude aptitude is 
uh, very crucial out there. You you have logical reasoning, you have mathematics, and so on. But at the same time, you have to draw. Your drawing aptitude is needed out there in you know in uh, you know architecture. The same way you know you know in a bachelor of planning, you have again you have some you have to draw something which is you know sort of engineering design courses, engineering design things, right? Uh, now if, when you uh, get into NID, right? Obviously, they also ask you some design related aptitude, right? like visual designing, visual aptitude and all those things. So design related aptitude along with the scholastic aptitude is pretty much needed in the, in this particular sector of design. Perfect. Very interesting. And this design, uh, as uh, Sir rightly mentioned, it's product design, architecture, interior design, um, industrial design, which is, you know, you can design doors to furniture to anything else in that matter. Uh, at the same time, it's fashion design. It's also accessory design, footwear design, jewelry design. There can be so many different uh, parts of design, including fine arts. So, uh, you know, you can go ahead and become an artist or a sculptor uh, and learn about that in various colleges. They all need you to take an entrance examination. Also, you, they also would prefer if you have a portfolio because a lot of universities are today are asking for what work you have already done to show that work to us um sir uh, bringing uh, to uh, the light now the next part there are these knowledge based tests mm. we understand but then majority of tests in india and as you rightly mentioned in the beginning are based on um scholastic aptitude testing only we also call them stream independent options in our industry or in our industry uh, lingo, wherein it doesn't really matter what you have studied in class 11th and 12th. If you have passed 10th in India, you are already eligible to become a journalist, a manager, a lawyer, a PR uh, professional, an advertiser, a hotelier, a club manager, an Airbnb host. Mm -hmm. You can do any of these things just by completing grade 10th not even bothering about what you're studying in 11th and 12th sure sir sure absolutely absolutely uh, so first thing i mean why majority of the tests are aptitude related tests let me tell you this sir because uh, very few i would say uh, population of india which is appearing for the knowledge based test is actually good in knowledge right in terms of actually good in actually delivering good results in terms of knowledge based test that is the first thing which i personally believe uh, to give you some example, if suppose 12 lakh students are appearing for J mains, uh, the number of students who are actually having proper aptitude for knowledge-based test is not more than 3 lakh, right? So that really means 9 lakh students who are appearing for J mains, they are actually not meant for knowledge-based test, right? And that's the one of the big, big reason why you do find so much of students who have done, you know, engineering from XYZ colleges. I'm not talking about IITs, NITs, BITs and NITs per se. Although, you know, the student from these uni these colleges also, they do appear for uh, those kind of examination. But, you know, uh, to reveal such some data, uh, many engineers, they do apply for, uh, you know, sub-inspector related positions in UP government. Uh, you know, uh, many students, many engineers, right, after they doing their engineering, right, uh, from some XYZ college, not very good college, they do appear for CAT CAT examination, which is an aptitude-based examination, right? I do have seen so many students studying, you know, science in 11th and 12th and then appearing for an entrance examination in class after class 12th, which primarily asked class 10 syllabus, right? Class 10th level mathematics, 10th level English, logical reasoning, general knowledge and current affairs, right? So, so the biggest thing is that out of the total number of people who are appearing for the knowledge-based test, for example, J mains and NEET, I would say that 70% of the students appearing for those tests, they do not have aptitude for knowledge-based test. If you ask them, what is mod X? Is it a differentiable function or a continuous function? They will give some wrong answer, right? And even if you ask that why is it, why it is not differentiable, they will not be able to tell you the correct answer. If you ask them why a base of logarithm is never negative, they do not know the answer. Why base of logarithm, you know, uh, is not negative. Why, you know, logarithm of a negative number does not exist. They have studied for, you know, their maths for class 11th and 12th, two years, but they won't be able to answer you these, these questions because they, they don't have the, you know, that scientific temporal aptitude for those knowledge-based examinations. You're absolutely right, sir. In fact, uh, you know, I had invited uh, Mr. Anish Passi uh, a few episodes ago uh, to talk about GMAT. And, uh, you know, we were talking about CAD, GMAT, etc. And basically, the, the conversation was similar. And he keeps repeating uh, the fact that, you know, if your foundational skills are not strong, conceptual knowledge will not really help you. 
right and he's he's talking basically about curriculum from grade 10 when we come to 11 and 12 your foundational skills which are supposed to be developed at class class 9th if they are not strong how will you get to these higher math and higher physics and chemistry uh, biology concepts right so that is one of the reasons another thing is uh, uh, talking about data we've seen that uh, in the past few years or close to 35 to 40% of students applying for economics honors in delhi universities are science students uh, close to 40% of students applying to nlsiu bangalore which is the best law college in india are science students so there are a bunch of science students who get into science streams for n number of reasons primarily because of peer pressure or societal pressure and then they end up doing things which are not at all related to science probably wasting their two years definitely sir i mean to add to this you know almost 50% of the students getting into ipm course of iim indore they are from science background and i have spoken to those students ki what what you know brought you to that you know i am indore or you know as you rightly mentioned 40% of the crowd in nls bangalore or for example if you you just average it out right we have 22 nlus in india approximately 30% of the total strength in all the across nlus are from science background i just asked them you know one of the students some of the students that what uh, you know brought you to nlu or what brought you to this uh, you know i am in, i am in dor or what is you know uh, pushing you towards dujat they simply said sir uh, we took took up the science stream uh, in class 11th thinking that you know we had great marks in class 10th and uh, we thought that we are meant to get into iits or bits or nits because we are pretty good right when it comes to mathematics science in class 10th now based on that marks we picked up science stream in class 11th and 12th and when we came to class 11th we realized that there is no correlation between the whatever the math or science we are studying right now and what we studied in class 9th and 10th as you said the foundational skill is not apt not up to the mark because you know for higher mathematics you need a different set of conditioning which is not available in currently in our education system now class 11th is generally a fun time it's a party time it's an enjoyment time so people people take it lightly even the science student take, takes it lightly so they took it lightly and thinking that will be okay we'll be doing it in class 12th the moment they went to class 12th they realized that science is not their cup of tea right because 10th level science or 10th level math was fun right it was time space distance time and work you know geometry mensuration construction all those all, all those things but here you are encountered with you know binomial theorem you are you are encountered with ap gp hp series 3d geometry coordinate geometry locus right all those things and many 70% of the science stream student they realize that this is not our cup of tea and by mid of class 12 they realize ki humse ho nahi pa raha what to do by by but by that time it's too late you know because the parents are also imp- uh, under the impression that my student or my kid is working so hard for the last 2 years or 1 and a half years right they had a, they have a lot of expectation they have invested 2 3 lakh rupees in the coaching as well right so the student does not have have any room to back out right but deep within his heart he realizes i am not able to cope up with this right also he is not able to share with the with the friends because there is lot of peer pressure societal pressure but ultimately when given a choice ki see along with science options they these are the stream neutral options and we do mention these two students that stream neutral is self explanatory right when it is saying stream neutral it is neutral of any stream whether you are from commerce science humanities with maths without maths doesn't matter everybody can get into these streams so when you give the opportunity right probably in the month of october or november right before they are going to write the board examination ki these are also available for you they just pick it up like anything okay so this is some this is something which are which is our savior right and all they need is 3 3 to 4 months of dedicated preparation and you know when the once they prepare they are able to crack the exam and that's the reason that you know you can see those people in nls bangalore right uh, you know uh, you know across nlus i am indore du jat symbiosis narsi munji i mean those people those science students are pretty much visible in these in these sphere as well and let me also tell you sir i asked one student that why are you in nls bangalore he said very remarkable thing to me he said that sir uh, my rank was 194000 in j mains right now i knew very well that with that particular rank i am not getting into any iits nits bits or triple ats i knew it very well anyways i'll be getting some xyz college in the next 4 years of my engineering i'll be investing 15 to 20 lakh rupees in my education right as a fee and you know coding lodging and all those things so 15 20 lakh rupees i'll be investing and after passing out from that college i'll i'll be struggling lot to get a 15000 rupees job per month right there is no return on investment right and also i knew very well through my seniors right 
who were senior, seniors in my school and studying in XYZ college, that whatever college XYZ college I'll be getting into, they don't have adequate infrastructure, they don't have good equipments, no lab facility, no good faculty, right? Only thing I'll be getting a degree and that degree will not be sufficient for me to get a job, right? To get a, you know, respectable job in the market. So it's better for me to appear for this aptitude-based examination, crack the examination and get into the prestigious colleges of India. And he said this to me, I cracked CLAT examination. I'm in NLS Bangalore. And if I, in purely in monetary sense, I'm not talking about the learning part or the peer part or the, you know, the environment in that, you know, particular college. I'm just talking about monetary sense. He said that after five years of my BLLB, I'll be getting an average package of 16 to 17 lakh rupees. Had I been in XYZ college, I would have struggled a lot to get a 15,000 rupees per month job. And now here I'll be getting 17 lakh rupees per annum average salary. So that's a deal breaker for me. Why would I go to some XYZ college? I'll be getting to law college. I'll be getting to IIM Indore. I'll be getting to, you know, Symbiosis, Narsimoji. I'll be getting into DUJAT and so on. So that was something which came as a very wiser thing to me, you know. It, it is, sir. It is very wise for a 17, 18 year old to actually think on these terms and, you know, be so exposed and be able to make these decisions so critically. It is like, you know, making an investment portfolio, if you if you ask me. But then is it, it's also so sad and terrible at the same time that somebody who loved science and actually studied it, I mean, we don't know whether he loved it or not, but uh, he actually studied it for two years. Um, it might help him. It might not help him depending on his career choices in the future. But he could have done so much more with those two years rather than just being uh, a pawn, uh, you know, while studying for JE and then getting uh, demotivated, getting rejected, all those things. It is just so much extra burden for no particular reason. Sir, brings this brings me to the next part. Um, as, as, as I asked you earlier, like, why are so many universities switching to this, um, uh, you know, scholastic aptitude-based uh, entrance examination? Um, but they not only include math and English, which is usually grade 10 level, they also include general knowledge, current affairs, communication skills. Uh, why are they doing so when, you know, uh, if you look at uh, education systems abroad, they don't specify or they don't focus a lot on the um, general knowledge or the current affair aspect of uh, an, an, an entrance or a participant's uh, knowledge base so that he can he or she can get a seat in the college why are indian universities doing that so sir indian universities are doing this because of you know two three reasons uh, which i uh, you know personally you know uh, analyze uh, these things because indian education system you know when we define aptitude in in our perspective in the indian perspective so we say that aptitude is about communication it's about iq and it's also about awareness right so awareness could be both self-awareness and your societal or you know awareness about the surrounding so this is you know how do we define at you know uh, aptitude uh, in the indian context and uh, that's the reason when we talk about awareness the current affairs has to be a part of it static gq could be a part of it although i find it really funny that for management courses or you know other courses you are asking ancient history or medieval history or you know you're talking about delhi sultanate or you're talking about Aurangzeb and you know uh, first battle of the Rhine, you know, the battle between Mohammed Ghori and Prithvira Chauhan. I actually find this a bit irrelevant, but still, you know, uh, in, in the awareness part, they have included both the current affairs as well as, you know, static GK, right? Uh, now, the second part is that, you know, I personally believe that uh, awareness is going to help you at certain stage in your life, uh, especially during, uh, after you, when you take admissions in the colleges. Uh, because in Indian context, per se, when you talk about IIMs, in the IIM examination, written examination, there is no GK part. There is no general awareness part uh, in the written test. But when you go for the interview, they will ask you so many questions based on your IQ uh, and also based on the awareness. For example, they might ask you ask you a question on the Indian economy. They might ask you a question like one of the questions where the chair, the chair on which you are sitting, what force is being applied on that chair? What all forces are working on that chair? So this is something, you know, very commonsensical question. They would be asking about, you know, you never know because when student, you know, goes uh, for the interview and he says that my one of the, my favorite subject is economics, they might you ask you questions pertaining to GDP of India or they might ask you questions related to fuel prices, petroleum and diesel prices in India. 
you never know had i been the interviewer i i would have asked the questions on pandora papers as well right <laughs> that if you are too much interested in economy uh, so tell me something something about the pandora papers so awareness is also integral part of you know uh, the aptitude which is defined in india right uh, for foreign universities i don't think say so i don't, don't think though that they do not ask uh, general awareness thing they do ask general awareness thing but it is a, it's a part of your regular interview regular interview means they will ask you ask your views on certain international issues they will ask views on your personality assessment only right itself they will ask your views when you write sops right right in the essay writing and all those things so these uh, current affairs or general awareness these this paper or these actually study uh, you know helps you a lot in you know cracking your group discussion group assessment part and interview as well so you know i do find the especially the current affairs part a bit relevant uh, in the you know aptitude context uh, if not at the written test level right it is going to help you during your interviews group discussion group task video assessment also when you are applying for international universities and when you are writing sops right the awareness part is going to help you a lot in filling up the forms and writing the good sops if you don't have awareness how would you end up writing good sops right you have not discovered yourself you have not discovered your strength your weakness your passion right your pursuit you are not aware about the surroundings what is going in the world economy what is going in the world scenario international scenario domestic scenario so these are the macroscopic views which enables you to write a good sops for which that's a very interesting perspective sir very interesting perspective thank you so much uh, for that actually um, you're so right uh, these things do matter and uh, in a way they are good that you know th- these aspects are there apart from just standard uh, 10 level uh, math and standard 10 level english to be asked in the scholastic aptitude assessment um sir uh, do, what like in your words if there is a class 9th or class 10th standard student listening to this or a parent of such a student what advice would you give them how to plan forward is there a way uh, they can understand whether they should get into je or neat prep or not how do they make that decision and how to plan for the aptitude testing the scholastic aptitude testing asked in india and abroad sir uh, my first to you, my first advice to your viewers whether it's a student or a parent would be that class 8th 9th and 10th specific, specifically class 9th and 10th it's the best phase of life to discover your strength weakness passion and whatever uh, you know uh, interest you have in life right uh, taking up taking up the aptitude test in class 11th or 12th will not be as fruitful right as it will be fruitful in taking the aptitude test in class 9th and 10th right it will just enable you to you know plan your career in advance right the best part of this test is uh, these tests are designed to tell you at that point of time what is the area of your interest what is the area of your personality and how much good you are in you know the indian uh, aptitude scenario or you know solving the maths problem or solving the logical reasoning problem or solving the gk problem right uh so 9th and 10th taking up this test is very very important because this is these tests are unbiased because everybody loves, studies the same thing up till class 10th so these are unbiased tests it will help you to know your career options it will help you to discover what is your strength what is your weakness and it also right you know give a great insight about your personality right you can take up this test uh, in class 9th and 10th and then accordingly you can decide in class 10th whether you are meant to take up science stream or commerce stream or humanities stream in life also let me also tell you sir this is not a definitive indicator aptitude test is not a definitive indicator it is the indication of your abilities and your personality at and your interest at specific point of time after 3 years or 4 years 5 years your interest might change but at any specific period of time these are the best tools right which will indicate you about your personality your interest and your aptitude right so this is the best time 9th and 10th is the best phase to take up these tests wow that's amazing sir in fact what i add on to this exactly is like uh, you know apart from self evaluation using psychometric assessments i also tell students that you know have backup options like for example uh, now there's a test called sat it's an expensive test for most indian students but you can still prepare for it even if you don't take it sat is a test which is ta- uh, you know uh, accepted by american universities uh, universities in singapore hong kong 
and universities in India, right? So uh, the other amazing part of SAT is you can take it four times in a year. So you can finish it, take it and finish it in 11th itself. And then you don't have to worry about it because it's valid for two years. Uh, you can take it in 12th. You can finish it before your board examinations. Based on that score, you can get an uh, you know interview call directly from IIM Indore or some private uh, liberal arts university. And then SAT has English and math. SAT English is very good, which will automatically prepare you for management uh, aptitude tests, law aptitude tests, uh, mass communication aptitude test because the English level is higher over there and uh, you already have a base for mathematics then and so on so this is how I ask most of the students to prepare but yeah every student is different and the preparation can be different and what I don't recommend mostly is um, unless and until you know there's a student who is a high completely different kind almost prodigious in nature um, that you should not prepare for JEE NEET along with aptitude testing is just too much on the student and chances are that you might not uh, score very well in JEE NEET if you are dividing your energies uh, in, in different fields uh, and today boards are also becoming important for those colleges so yeah Thank you so much, Binit, sir, uh, for being here and, uh, you know, shining as always amazing amount of statistics, knowledge, wisdom and sharing that with all the listeners. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much. And it's an indeed an honor to be on your platform. And thanks so much, uh, you know, and it's also an honor to be interviewed by you. So thank you so much. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Best Fit Careers podcast. We would love to hear from you. So please provide your comments, feedback and questions to us through email or messages on our social media. Please subscribe to us and like our episodes if you found value in them and share them with others who may benefit from this information. Best Fit Careers has been designed to provide you the best information possible to solve your career queries. This podcast is the culmination of years of experience and thousands of hours of counseling, research and guidance sessions. Please find more amazing information at the SN Mentoring online publication. See you in the next episode. Happy careers to you.